0: Hello everyone, I'm Justin Olivares. And I'm Carrie Clements. We are the co-hosts of Food Service for Thought. Not sure how you got here, but we are so glad that you did. Food Service for Thought is a podcast that shares the thoughts and insights from professionals in all areas of the food service industry to transparently unite and strengthen the business of serving food to the public, no matter where they are.
1: We will be talking to food service professionals like chefs, restaurant owners, nutritionists, dietitians, caterers, pastry chefs, kitchen designers, restaurant interior designers, farmers, food manufacturers, restaurant equipment manufacturers, and pretty much anyone who might have anything to do with the food that you eat.
0: So, if you love food, if you are curious about all aspects of the food service and hospitality industry and want to be sure there are always great places to enjoy food, this is your kind of podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Food Service for Thought podcast. Justin here with Carrie. Carrie, how's it going today?
1: Justin, it's going amazing.
0: That's awesome. We are joined again by Alicia Geesey, part two of two, one of two is last time, two of two is this time. Uh, We are talking about uh, different aspects of the food service industry, her experiences working back of the house, front of the house at all sorts of places, uh, casual, formal, all that sort of stuff. Uh, So thank you again, Alicia, for being here.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, you bet. Good to be back. Good to be back. That's right. So we wanted to get in. Uh, Carrie, you were mentioning something talking about, uh, before we turn the mics on here, about the the different pay scales within the food service industry. And I, I thought it'd be interesting, Alicia, since you have experience working as back of the house, front of the house, and having exposure to all of that, uh, sometimes there's there's a a conception or a misconception that you can make a lot of money or not a lot of money in the food service industry. And I think there's some truth to both of that. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could just talk about what it's like where, where you can really have the opportunity to make some money and where it might be a little bit more difficult, but if you hang in there, you've got opportunity in the future.
2: Absolutely. So, um, I think it has a lot to do with just the type of establishment and before you get to, you know, your higher end places, your steakhouses, your chop houses, you know, fine dining what have you, you have to do your time. I mean, I started in high school at Chicken Express in Keller, Texas. Um, you know, I worked at a little mom and pop barbecue joint in Lubbock. Uh, in college, I also waited tables at Olive Garden. You know, it's like you have to do your time like at sure. the Chili's and the Bennigans and, you know, the the chain restaurants, things like that, before you have enough experience and enough perspective, enough kind of – um just, you, it's like, you have to do your time. You yeah. have to do your time, yeah. get that under just your like belt. any
0: industry. Yes. You know, I started yes. in a call center 15, 20 years ago, you know, and you work your way up through. But Absolutely. Same thing. Okay.
2: Absolutely. So you have to do your, do your time there, you know, counter service or whatever it might be, uh, before you can jump straight into, um, like that just doesn't happen. <laughs> you're, you're not going to have, um, we'll say, you know, teenagers off the street, just I've never worked in a restaurant ever like maybe you could start as a dishwasher a busser things like that and then work your way up to where you are actually like running the show customer facing responsible for people's experiences i think more than anything you're you're kind of the face of the company
1: well you know when we talk about the breakers or the chilies of the world or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i i had a friend though that she started as a hostess and then ended up being I think she was a server in between and then was a bartender. Yep. And and she did really well. She put herself through uh, law school and I think is a, a sports agent or something now. Oh, yeah. And then, um, I know managers do, do really well. And then I guess somebody who is a hostess that they're not getting full-time hours probably has a second job though
2: uh, yeah absolutely and i mean the the brinkers and the dardens and um what's the one that's here in town uh is it front lots of them front burner or front there's burner? yeah mm-hmm. front burner like you get in but especially with with the brinkers and the dardens of the world i mean Heck, McDonald's general managers, not to like poo-poo McDonald's uh, best Coca-Cola on the planet, by the <laughs> way. I don't know what they put in it. It's fantastic. Um, I would like sell off a family member for a McDonald's Coke. So, you know, they, they get paid handsomely. You would have to pay me handsomely to manage teenagers, though, for the most part. Um, but... The Brinkers and the Dardens of the world, I know people who have always worked for them, uh, have come yeah. out of like a hospitality management program, maybe at UNT or, you know, elsewhere. And they, they work for Darden for their entire life and they, they retire in, in a great way. And so there is nothing wrong with doing the chain thing. Um, but if you're not wanting to be career uh, restaurant industry, whether it's, it's management, it's, um, uh, pr- procurement, I mean, whatever it might be kind of in, go from the restaurant, maybe to like the corporate office type of situation. Um, if you don't want to do that and you're just looking to kind of pay the bills uh, make as much money as you can, maybe while pursuing something else, um, you know, you are going to have to do your time and before you can get to, you know, Dilfresco's, Bob's, uh, you know, Three Forks, whatever it might be. So, um, so the once
1: pa- you pay your, once you do that and you, you know, you've, you've made it up the ladder where, so you, you, you know, you, you know, you have a good resume and you're going to go to Bob's or, uh, you know, Papa Steakhouse or Kima Steakhouse mm-hmm. or wherever, you know, there's, a, I live in Houston, by the way, and we have some amazing restaurants. Absolutely. But, um, I actually know some so- folks in League
2: City, so yeah.
1: Oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what? You know, I always think it's just bartending, and I know that's good. I, you know, everybody knows that's good. But where else are you going to make somebody? I mean, can you make, you know, fifty, sixty thousand um, dollars if you're not a bartender and you're not the GM? Um,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was in the fifty thousand dollars range as a server at Bob's. Um, I, 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 yeah, I did, I did pretty okay for myself, uh, at Bob's and that's routinely, I mean, you look at servers that are, you know, like in Napa working at mm-hmm. what like Thomas Keller's is a French laundry. French and laundry yeah. I mean, they're making a killing and they get to be in Napa while they're at it, yeah. but then they have to oh, work yeah. with Thomas Keller, oh, I know the, the, like the, the pressure, holy cow. Um. No, so those guys are like selling their spots, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, yep. I, yeah. You're literally yes. waiting for somebody to die before you can yeah. get in, like to be a server there, and you have to know yourself like there. Every
0: year, you give that person a birthday gift. You're like, only a couple more lives. Yes. Before Yee. I take your spot.
2: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but there's basically in order to make you know the in into the fifty sixty range, you're either going to have to be a management, you're going to have to be a full-time bartender that actually knows what they're doing and, or you're going to have to be a server in a nice place. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah. When, when I was, when I got my first line job, like out of culinary school, I was probably making 22 a year. Yep. I mean, it was, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was
0: rough. I started at nine fifty an what hour is- out of culinary school. <laughs> yeah.
1: It
2: was, I was like, rough. So after that's taxes, pover- that's
1: below poverty level, right? No, yeah.
2: yeah, it was. Yeah, it is. And I mean, yeah. up to, up to that point
1: you your butt, man. I
2: mean, that yes <laughs> you are like you know it
0: carrie that's why i put on so 20 you... pounds because i was like if i'm only getting paid 950 an hour i am eating my weight in food here to compensate yeah. so I don't have
2: to buy You're like, we don't have any food in the walk-in <laughs> what right. happened our food cost is through the roof since we hired justin um yeah uh,
1: trust me I know we know
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's you know my family speaking of that my family and my friends um think I'm such a weirdo I have a really still have a really bad habit of standing while I eat or I'm just I'm used to being on my feet I'm used to standing so People are like, uh, do, do you want to sit down and eat? And I'm like, I spent almost 20 years yep. eating my meals hunched over a trash can Seriously. in between, you know, drink orders and, and slinging plates. Having like,
0: one leg up on a milk crate and you're uh, like, oh my
2: gosh, this is fantastic. And I have half my that. Red Bull left. This is the best <laughs> night ever. Yeah, like our expectations are so, the bar is set so low for like what we need in order to survive <laughs>
1: So without naming names, um, since we call on most, uh, we have a relationship of some sort, however close or, or distant, through, uh, with most food service operations in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh-huh. So without naming names, um, envision, what's the lowest you started at hour as a server?
2: As a ser- Well, I mean, I've always just gotten the 213 an hour plus tips like I've never as a server I have never made anything other than 213 an hour plus tips which I'm not complaining because there's this whole movement there's this whole movement right now that servers need to be paid oh. a living wage. And what are we doing? And all of us as servers are like, shut up, like, stop, you're ruining everything for us. <laughs> now at uh, a hotel I worked at, um, I I was a line cook there, but one of my best friends was a server in the hotel restaurant. He got paid, I want to say it was like $8.75 or whatever the the current like minimum wage was, plus tips, because it was a smaller place, it was probably breakfast buffet, like it's a Hotel restaurant, Even yep. though it's a nice hotel, it's a hotel restaurant. It's not your typical where, not
0: destination restaurant. No, yeah. like
2: he, they're not. He's he's not gonna be able to upsell like people are literally just there for for breakfast, lunch or dinner, like in and out, basically. So they would increase that but at a standalone restaurant, you're going to be hard pressed to find anything other than 213 an hour plus tips. Okay. Um,
1: Okay. I didn't know it was that low. Thank you. Yeah. Um, And and it's always important because listen, you know, Justin and I get to eat out a lot and we get to uh, we're very lucky. We get to work with some really cool people. We get to um, you know, so we, we call on restaurant suppliers and, and dealers that that are selling to restaurants or food service operators, but we also get to have relationships with those end users and, and it's not transactional. So it's, um, really more being of a, a consultant which changes the conversation because you know we can invite them in to work with us in our test kitchens or um, kind of share you know what we're learning about trends and these kinds of things so it's super super fun we are very lucky and we know that um, but I didn't know that I didn't know that it was $2.13. And, and, you know, when we go out to eat, sometimes um, we've been witness to somebody doing the the 10% tip. Um, I I, I do 20, but only uh, if it's, you you know, or more, but that's not because I'm generous because I suck at math, but um, 15, I can't do 15. (laughs)
2: It's, well, it's really interesting because I feel like there are a lot of people who really just don't know. They really have no idea. This is true. And yeah. they yeah. say, and actually, tips, uh, if you go back historically, stands for to ensure proper service. You actually used to tip ahead of time, you would tip before your meal to make sure that the server took care of you. Like it was like like
1: you do on delivery delivery apps.
2: Uh, you can, yeah. Like now. exactly to ensure proper service. And like I'm, I I was
0: going the example of when I'm in an all inclusive resort in Mexico and I give the pool bartender twenty on my first drink. Mm-hmm. So I'm good for the rest of the afternoon.
2: That's uh, my aunt and uncle have a, uh, yeah. Have, I mean, that's what
0: friends have told me. I've never done that.
2: No, I'm like my aunt and uncle actually kind of sort of do that. They are, They have a timeshare in Cancun and like, they all know Senor Jaime is my, my uncle, my uncle Jim Senor Jaime. They always see him down there and they love him because he does. He tips them. Yeah. Take and, care of him. While and, of- and, but you know what? He takes care of them. They, you know, yeah, they take you're care of him more
1: fun how cool is that to 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 affect somebody's life in such a positive way and bonus they're going to have more fun with you hey try that. how many times we've been in a knife restaurant justin and and you know you're like look i'm kind of a pain in the butt this way and you know keep the beer coming or whatever um but i promise you i'm not one of those people who just like stiff you on the tip and and if they're having fun with you, you know they're gonna, they, somebody's going to bring out, hey, you need to try this pie or taste this bourbon that we did the bartender. Just try, you know that kind of stuff. Like
2: so. that's actually one of so you know in poker people have a tell, you know whether you know they're, uh, they're they raise their eyebrows or they I don't know move a certain way. And <laughs> I'm going to take care of you, or I'm I'm not a bad tipper is usually. A tell that they are about Tipper, <laughs> like really? yes, yes. It's there actually is. it's a, in my experience, and you I feel
1: because they don't know or because they're they're not nice. Is it because they? Is don't that the know restaurant tip
0: is, is? Is that the restaurant version of somebody saying, "Ugh, I hate drama." Uh,
2: yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just can't stand drama, and like they are the biggest pot stirrer in the world. Yeah, like your
0: hair's on fire twenty four seven.
2: Yes, okay. exactly. So That's like that anymore well and it's well and that's the thing is it's but not I mean it. it's not 100%, but to us that's generally like it's like
1: okay, good to know. I that don't I mean we might have to do another another Q a because we only have a few more minutes. I I guess we should wrap up this part but
0: um, well, I think the takeaway from this, Carrie is that you're just a bad person no. <laughs>
1: that's
0: that's what I was gathering from I it.
2: Mean, that's like when someone is like, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but it's like yeah. that's like, hey, but I'm about to be rude. But I'm gonna be rude. Yeah, exactly. And you've just given people a warning. It's like, well, I mean, I'll take care of you. No, you of know, ahead. whatever. And it's like, oh gosh, here it comes. But yeah. um, so I I pulled out my my trusty iPhone calculator here, and um, so two thirteen an hour. And we'll say if you do just a dinner shift, that's, you know, we'll say six or seven hours. We'll say six. $12.78, that's before taxes. And then average restaurant, like the kind of restaurant you were referring to earlier, you know, $20 a head, whatnot. You, if you have a really stellar night, you might walk out with 150 in tips. So plus we'll just round it up to 13 divide that by six. You've made $27 an hour. All right. Please do not touch the 213 an hour. Yeah, right. We don't care. Like it's just enough to like cover taxes. And so if you start paying us like what I don't even know what is minimum wage. Now, like it's
0: I don't know. It's up there like
2: nine seventy five, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So something like that. So you take away the tip situation, even if someone wants to be generous, they're like, well, they get paid, you know, a living wage. Well, I mean, that's what I was making as a line cook was eleven dollars and twenty cents. I got a twenty cent raise. Look out. Eleven dollars and twenty cents an hour times forty hours a week. I'm making four forty eight a week times four point three less this, than $2000. $2, $2,
1: calculator out there? Yeah. No, like, she's just
0: doing it off the top of her head.
2: Yeah. yeah. Less than $2000. Right, well, $2.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, a okay, month so. and that's before taxes. Yep. So, I'm just right. like, don't touch the 213. If you ask any server, we're like, nope, leave it alone. We make more money on tips than we do with the hourly stuff. The bigger thing in the server community is things like paid vacation. Uh, sick time, uh, yeah. health care. Yeah. I did not yeah. have health care from the time that I was 21 years old to last year when I left the industry. Thank God yeah. I'm just a healthy person. That's crazy. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, my father was scared to death. Like, don't let anything happen, you know? And there were times that I was super sick and it's like, what do you do? You hope that you, you have the money for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's, that's really the bigger deal for us is that, um, okay. restaurants don't, or it's not that they don't, it's that a lot of times they can't, like we talked well, about that yeah. That yeah. profit yeah. margin just is not there. And you know, you go over to like a, like a Papa I think we have 30, 35 servers on staff. Ugh. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it's not happening on top of a huge kitchen staff management, everything else like per restaurant, you know, um just it's that's the bigger right. concern for us is right. the coverage so
1: so a summary before we move to the next question is that there's no health care really there's no it, 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 tips are, are super important i know you guys share those um but the tips are everything you're making up the fact that somebody's making two bucks an hour and that that's you know that's a, <laughs> a living wage even in other parts of the world so um justin yes yes so i know we're short on time i know i know that's okay we got we got
0: two things two big topics left to cover one curious to hear alicia your thoughts on the future of food service if you have any i know that's a pretty broad question Mm -hmm. um but if you have one or two points that that you'd Are thinking industry could go in, in whatever direction with whatever topic?
2: Well, I think that we already are seeing so many different, like automated, like kind of taking, like Mo kind of talked about it when he was on with, you know, like DoorDash and, you know, um, all these, uh, Food service, you know, delivery, whatever everyone has online ordering. Like, if you can't order online, it's like you may as well just be living in the stone age as a restaurant, yep. uh, to not have online ordering. So, I'm seeing obviously a lot, and that's not just food service, and I mean, that's that's across the board. Businesses are going more the way of like you know, like Amazon instead of having like a brick and mortar store, um, and that I think, I mean, it's convenient. It's wonderful. I mean, I take advantage of it. I'm, I'm a big pizza fan. I would take pizza on any day of the week to be able to just go on, you know, we'll say dominoes.com and have my saved order, put it in there. I can order, pay for it, put the tip on there. Literally they deliver it to my front door. It's fantastic. But at the same time, um, it's a double-edged sword for me as a person that, did the face-to-face for so long, um, people have lost the ability to be able to have a conversation or really to just be a civil, um, considerate human being when they're actually in person because everything is so instant gratification. Well, I just push this phone on my, or push this button on my phone and food shows up at my front door like certainly I should be able to, it'll be the exact same experience in a restaurant. I just have different clothes on maybe. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's not that way. And, and I think that, you know, the, the days of etiquette and manners and being civil and knowing how to be an educated guest, you know, like we've talked about, um, that really will help guide and improve your experience the better you are at that. And with the future of of food service going so automated, so technology driven, like leaning that way, you really are leaning away from like what, you know, I kind of go, are places going to... I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of, you know, restaurants that are like full service, but they're going to be fewer and far between. Yep. And it's going to get harder and harder for servers to be able to put on that customer service face and, you know, help their guest to to have an experience if the expectation versus what can be delivered in that situation are two completely different things. Yep. So I I see it becoming more technologically advanced, but whereas a lot of times that's, I mean, that's wonderful and it's convenient. It's also like, Oh gosh, I am so old school. I am so old school. You know, um, I love the old school stuff. I I really do. I feel like I'm an old soul.
0: Well, I think it's, it's funny that we're becoming a society that's, it's becoming easier and easier to communicate to each other, Mm -hmm. but but it's becoming harder and harder to communicate with each other. Yes. Right. So it's easy for us to send a text or to do the online delivery, like you said, but it's becoming harder and harder to have a face-to-face interaction. And we're losing, we're we're at risk. I don't want to be guy, you know, get off my lawn guy, but we're at risk of starting to see a regression in people's ability to communicate face-to-face.
2: Absolutely. And I, I
0: hope that that doesn't translate into the food service industry. Cause that is part of the ex- fun experience is if you're able to go out as a guest in a restaurant And sit with friends and family and have fun and interact with the server. Yes. And it's an experience. And when you were on the server side and you're able to kind of lead that experience, you're the captain of the ship and that's a fun that's fun. It 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 is. It's
2: I mean, I'm still I'm friends with some of the people. Um, I've become close to the people that were my my regulars, so to speak, and had wonderful experiences with them and have seen them bring children into the world and you know marriages and deaths and kind of go through life with them. They, they become a a part of that extended extended family. You know, you think what, why do you go to a restaurant? You know, why do you go to a restaurant? Yes. Like, okay, the food is good, but if the service is bad, are you really going to go back? Is the food really worth it? Probably not. You'll find some place to order online, stay at home and not be around people. But if the food and the service is great, you're going to go back.
1: That, that, you know, I'll say this before we go to the next question real quick, but um, I think there's, there's t- two things. I'll be very fast. Th- these are observations, that I think they're important. Um, one, um, if you can't put it on Instagram, it didn't happen. As you yes. stated the other. <laughs> session. It's not on that, the gram. It didn't happen. That is of a great. Yeah. That's true of a great many. Uh, th- that's true of actually two of our, um, dining demographics which are uh, millennials and and gen z who has more money than millennials do because they're still getting money from their parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then you know um i'm gen x and and my husband is a baby boomer and so we we spend our money wisely on on experiences but then there's comfort in and what we know millennials are different they want experience and they want to be able to put it on instagram and i'm not saying that's wrong no it's 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 just different it's actually just what they that's what they that's what they want and so operators uh owner operators are are trying all the time to find a different experience and to get somebody to come back again it's not just to get somebody there but get somebody to come back again so different people eat at different restaurants and and um you know that's that's Certainly, you know. So you, you, what you want is different than what, um, you know, a 27 year old might want, and then a 27 year old with a child or without a child, totally different deal. Also, so, um, you know, that's interesting. And and I totally forgot my second point. So Justin, um, what what's our what's our next deal? Well, before next we do question? before
0: we do fire the board, um, uh, and yeah. I and I hope we're doing this justice. But if you could, I'll give you a one minute. To go, we talked last time we met, the first time we met, about how uh, people that are are leaving, that are in the food service industry, a lot of times they're there because they want to be. And there's a stigma of that. But when your experience, when you transition out of the food service industry and you're looking to get into a different industry like what you're in now... There's a challenge there because oftentimes people can view the resume of someone in the food service industry, whether it's a cook or a server or a host or whatever, or a bartender as not really having a skill set to work in an office, quote unquote, or, mm-hmm. or something like that. So I know we're short on time, but if you could just give us... A minute rundown of kind of what you feel about that and and we are all imploring anybody listening that would be making hiring decisions to hey give that person a shot don't just dismiss it if you see a couple of restaurants on the menu because they might have that skill set
2: absolutely well i mean that's something that i'm actually super i don't want to say i'm super passionate about i feel like the word passionate is like overplayed but um being on the receiving end of yeah well you just don't have the business experience. Well, what is a restaurant? A restaurant is a business with, you know, that that works, that has hardworking people that work day in, day out. You know, the interpersonal uh, communication skills that we're talking about, that this new generation coming up that's always on their phone, everything is automated, everything is technological. Um, people that work in restaurants, you have to have face-to-face personal Communication skills, Um, and so, you know, like anyone that's listening, anyone that's an employer that is maybe outside of the restaurant industry, if someone applies for a position at your establishment, don't just look at it as oh they're a server, they're a waiter, they were probably just you know killing time during college or after because they didn't know what they wanted to do. There's there's this stigma that surrounds being a server. And I've, I've fallen victim, victim to it myself. Um, kind of getting in my own head. Um, there were times that I would be invited out to a social situation and I have wonderful friends and my family is awesome. Um, but I'd be like, man, do I really have the mental and emotional energy to have to explain to people, that I'm a server and I have, yes, I fell into the industry, but I'm good at it. And I make an honest living at it. Um, but I go, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a social situation or even on the job. Oh, well, what is your other job? Or are you in school? It's always assumed that this is just passing time. This is just to pay the bills. And for some people it is, but for others, this is a career. It's something that they've chosen, and it's valuable. And like I said, it's good, hard, honest work. Um, so, again, if yeah. if you see someone who's coming to you, to your business, to apply for a position that you've posted, wherever, and you see a bunch of restaurant... Um, Experience know that that person is probably a great multitasker. They have great interpersonal skills. They have good, quick problem-solving skills. Um, they've dealt with all kinds of different personalities, situations. They've had to de-escalate somebody who's had too much to drink, um, You know, managed uh, a bachelorette party and all their separate checks. There are valuable, transferable skills in yep. that, and... You know just give them a shot because sometimes a resume doesn't tell you everything it's a piece of paper it's not a person so give the person a shot
0: great point very nice all right before we get out of here something fun okay it is our fire the board segment we probably don't need to explain what fire the board means to alicia but to anybody that's not uh, familiar with it it's a kitchen term it means to finish all the food cook all the food fire all the tickets that are left in the Mm -hmm. kitchen uh, usually, your hair is on fire for a couple of minutes, uh, and that is the craziest part of being behind the scenes, uh, server or cook. Um, it's a it's a wild time. So, we're going to ask you a series of fun questions. Our goal here is to dig deep in your soul <laughs> and come out the other side. So, are you ready?
2: I am ready. That wasn't one of the questions. By for the way. a good. Uh now that my soul has been crushed, as right. Carrie referred.
0: Yes, we will we will build you back up now. <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Uh, what what was it that Anthony Bourdain said? He had a quote. It was like, nothing nothing is good for, the restaurant is good for basically a jamming humility down your throat every day. And I'm like. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yes. Like, yes.
0: All right. Carrie, you want to lead us off with question numeral one.
1: I would really like to, except for I don't have question number one in front of me right at this moment. So I prefer to do,
2: say, two or three. Okay, got or it. <laughs> three.
0: All right, here we go. <laughs> question number one, favorite food?
2: Oh, my grandmother's lasagna.
0: Done.
1: Good one. What are yep. you binge watching right now?
2: Um, I'm currently binge watching for the third time Shits creek um i'm also yes, yes. ew yes, david patrick
1: sings to david
2: david sings to patrick but yes no
1: <laughs>
2: or patrick yeah i guess patrick does sing to david first but simply the best that yeah. was david so yeah. but yes i schitt's creek i mean katherine o'hara can she can she win an oscar for a television show because she should amazing but i'm also very much into the mandalorian as well very nice yeah all right
0: next question beer wine or liquor
2: knee-jerk reaction is beer specifically dark beer i'm i'm a beer girl um
1: what's your favorite vacation spot
2: i would love 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 to go back to rome when in rome
1: okay we have a worker in rome right
2: now We do i of rome is fantastic beautiful beautiful
0: what is the last great or fun experience you had dining out at a restaurant that you remember, being a guest?
2: Um, I have a buddy that has his own barbecue business, and he teaches uh, classes up at Premier Grilling. So, Oh, cool. I mean, honestly, not this past year, but the year before for my birthday, we did a cookout, like a big barbecue at his house. And so there are so many, I mean, Dallas-Fort Worth is a food Mecca. We have more restaurants per capita than New York city. I mean, it's just insane. So it's like throw a rock and hit, you know, um, a a nice place. So couple, if I want to say at a restaurant, so I actually did go back to Bob's, um, couple weeks ago and I sat at the bar and I had the Cote de Boeuf and some grilled asparagus, wedge salad martini it was just classic it was simple it was easy i know i'm gonna get good service there whether you sit at a table or a bar so bob's taking chop house shops at legacy and plano that nice. would be fantastic feel like family there what's
1: the last good book you
2: read um, or, listen to. or
1: listen
2: to so currently rereading the harry potter series but oh, i mean cool. it's like i've i've read that you know, and the movies I just have on like ad nauseum, but, uh, you're a badass by Jen Sincero. Highly recommend that to anybody who ever kind of lives in their own head and questions like, can I do this or not? So
1: every human being. Uh, yeah, pretty right? much,
2: pretty much 90% yeah. and, of us women. I know we think women. we're the
1: only ones, but we're not. No. Everybody does it. Even men, they do it. Absolutely. They admit it, but they absolutely do it. Justin, what's
2: the next question? Peanut butter. Chunky or smooth? Crunchy, extra crunchy. Yes, yeah, coffee or tea? Uh, coffee, hands down, cold brew.
0: What is the last uh, sporting event, music event, uh, something, a concert that you attended?
2: Um, Sporting event. So I went to the Packers-Cowboys game recently, Go nice. Pack. Go Yay, pack, go. go Pack Go.
1: What is a song that you're embarrassed to admit, admit you listen to?
2: Oh, I'm not embarrassed to admit anything. Like I I love I'm like oh gosh, name it. Sue Studio by Phil Collins. It comes on and I lose my mind.
1: Yeah. Well listen, I, I've enjoyed uh chatting with you so much. I know um y'all you know, time is is at an end there. I I can do whatever I want here in Lake City, but I know you guys gotta wrap up and get out of there. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much. Thank I you. Hope that I get to meet you in person, and um, I love craft beer, and I love local craft beer, so I hope we get to have that experience together one um, of the next times I'm in, in Dallas.
2: I would love it. I would love it. Maybe we can go have like a Pacifico and some tacos up at Crush. Go see, go see okay. my buddy Mo. Um, I I'm in. Guy. I'm fully in. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Forget that. You gotta well, do that. I'm
0: going so to sit much. at a Bob's chop house. I'm gonna get myself listen
2: okay. <laughs> it can be a progressive. That's right. It can right. be a progressive deal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, letting uh letting the little guy have have a voice and thank uh, you. You've been a you know great guest. Be nice to your servers, folks. That's right. Especially on yeah, the holidays. Be nice. be nice. They're doing their best. You're doing your best. Thank you, you everyone, for listening. Also,
1: be nice to your manufacturer's
2: representative. Uh, No joke, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Glad everybody got that in there. All right. Thank you, everyone, for for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast with Carrie and Justin.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode and... Really, even if you didn't, we'd really love it if you leave a positive comment on iTunes.
0: At the very least, please
1: give us a thumbs up and be sure to check in for our next episode. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.